Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey, Spooksters, and welcome back to our last bonus episode on the act here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely gal pal, Jessica. Hey! (laughs) I am, like, hyper slash we recorded another episode earlier, so little buzzed. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're double recording. We just finished up episode seven that you heard last Thursday, so we are going to talk about episode eight aka the finale of this lovely series that you guys have listened to us chat about the last eight weeks. Mm -hmm. So if you have listened every week, thank you. Hello. We appreciate you. This is your first time. Hello. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. I'm not this hyper all the time. No. Sometimes we're a little tired. Sometimes we're funny. Sometimes we're still funny, (laughs) but we're not as excited. But you know. It's true. (laughs) We're always funny. We're always funny. Okay. Get it right. And uh, I don't know if that's going to stay in or be a blooper. We will see how annoyed that makes me when I edit it. (laughs) So, (laughs) no, it has to stay in because I'm going to tell the story. Tara and I, like, when we just talk to each other, like, randomly, we go off of these, like, weird little voices. (laughs) And that's one of them. (laughs) That's our, like, I can't even think of the word, like, entitled, entitled white girl. Yes, it's our entitled white girl voice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there you go oh my god no <laughs> but hello and welcome if you are new please listen to a monday episode if this is the first one you're ever listening to bonus episodes <laughs> are a lot more lax and of a shit show and if you're a normal spookster hello you know you know how the shit goes we're here but as usual you can check out all of the show socials drink in the show notes, we're trying to bring drink back. Normally, at this point, we kind of correct ourselves, but we know that that's a drinking game. Oh, and shout out to Twitter fam. Right. Someone pointed out, and I know because editing, but there's so many of them. It's whatever. We say <laughs> essentially a lot. So new game. When you hear that, take a drink too. There you go. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And then you have to take a drink every time I say, here's the thing. Yes. Or anytime Tara says... Hell yeah or hell yes. There we go. Prepare to be shit-faced. You're welcome. Or if you're listening at work, like some of you do, I know we have some night shift people and some office job people, grab that coffee, grab that water. We'll make you extra hydrated or extra caffeinated. You're welcome. Whatevs. Ooh. But yeah, we are on all the social medias. You can go to the show notes in our link tree. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that great stuff. We also have an Audible, which you hear sometimes in our regular episodes during the mid-roll ad. You can get a free audiobook and a free month of that membership and all kinds of cool stuff. So check it out. And we got merch, Patreon, all that cool stuff. So check it, check it, check it. And um, of course, we're going to dive into drinks. I had a two-pack. So if you listened last week, I have the same rosé canned wine from Prophecy. They're schmite. Schmite. Okay, we'll drink to that. Why the fuck not? You're welcome. We're getting these out early. Making up for the last couple months where we have been just Mm. correcting ourselves without saying drink. There might be a picture on social medias because I took Mm -hmm. one earlier. But anyways, yeah, so I'm drinking that. I chose Jessica's drink, which she actually finished. So Jess, what are you going to have for your second one? Or am I choosing that again? I thought we were playing another round of Tara picks Jessica's drink. Yay! Okay, cool. I will choose it. So in case they forgot, what are our options that are left? So you have a choice, and literally, this might just be like the whole episode, I could drink both, is the Buzz Ball, Have a Ball, Tequila Rita. The other one is this really pretty can from House Wine. It's their Brute Bubbly, so it's Champagne. I'll go with the buzz ball first, and if you finish it, then you can have the champagne after. Yay! And then my husband's going to be like, oh, shit, we got to get dinner. She's mid-faced. It's fine. It's a Friday. It's all good. I'm excited about this little thing. It's adorable. Right? I love those. I've had them a couple times, like different flavors. 
during like Christmas time, they have some like seasonal flavors. How's that one? They're strong though. Yeah, it didn't tell me that. Sorry. (laughs) It is. Oh my Jesus Christ on a biscuit. It is 200 milliliters, this container. And then the alcohol content is 15%. You'll be all right. That's fine. I'm going to go to bed after this. (laughs) Be all right. Be all right. It's cool. I'm good. It's all good. It's all good. I got my bubbly water over here in the flavor peach. Yes. But yes, we are here to talk about the season finale, finally, of The Act, Mm -hmm. which was entitled Free, which is ironic, but hey, you know. Full shit is ironic. Right? Shit. So, yeah, we finally made it. We are here. Yay! So, (laughs) we are here in the courtroom (laughs) living Gypsy's worst nightmare. (laughs) Right? So, originally, Nick and Gypsy, um, they are both formally charged with first-degree murder. And there's a huge possibility that they are going to be given the death penalty. Which Gypsy season starts hyperventilating at. Yes, she starts flipping the fuck out, which I mean, like, Jesus Christ. Scary. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So she's just like a hot mess, of course. So, of course, she's like, oh, not guilty, you know? Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, bitch, you're fucking guilty. Like, mm-mm. Right? No, no, no. Everybody. Yeah. Basically, he's just like, this is something we talked about in the last episode where it's finally that discussion where it's like, oh, what happened to Bonnie and Clyde? Because it's like she finally thinks to ask him as they're being like getting carted away between the fence and everything. And he's like, oh, they died. Oh, no, not yet. Not not quite. Because basically what happens is they're in the courtroom and, they, and they're leaving and she's going to go talk to her lawyer and they're in the hallway and Nick is like, it's going to be you and I. We're going to make, we're going to be together till the end. Because he's like, I love you. Remember that. We're going to be together in the end, just like Bonnie and Clyde. I think this is the moment she's just like, wait a second. What the fuck? What happened to Bonnie and Clyde in the end? And he's like, I don't know. And then they go their separate ways. <laughs> he must have asked somebody in jail. <laughs> I think he did. I think he was probably like, um, does anyone know what happened to Bonnie and Clyde? <laughs> Got some news for you, kid. Yeah. BT dubs. Right. BT dubs. But yes. And I have to say, the person that's playing Gypsy's lawyer, if anyone <gasps> watches Last Man Standing. Yes. Mandy. She's the girl that that played Mandy. She got replaced because apparently she was on other projects, which may have, I don't think it was this, but she didn't come back when they got picked up. God, they just replaced actresses on that uh-huh. one. And it's like, they didn't even look alike because they went from this girl to a tall blonde. And I'm like, the fuck? But okay. Right. And then it's like the very first, the older sister was like a different person and then they replaced her. Yeah. But at least like with that one, they replaced her enough early on that it wasn't as bad. I feel like. I don't know. They just replaced her after season one. Yeah. But anyways, yes. So <laughs> so they're talking and of course, like everybody thinks Gypsy's guilty at this point. So basically the lawyer's like, look, we at this point want to just avoid the death penalty. So we need it's all about perception. Mm-hmm. We need to take a spin on this. So we know you can walk and we know you don't need a feeding tube. Is there anything else maybe your mom lied to you about? And she's like, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, we need to get your medical records. She's like, and you know, with the POA, you know, the power of attorney, these doctors don't want to talk to me. So do, you know, I try to talk, reach out to your dad, but I'm not mm-hmm. getting an answer. Do you want to reach out to him? And she's just like, no. I don't have a dad and, you know, it's this whole thing because at this point she doesn't know anything about her dad. And basically the fucking the lawyer's like, well, (laughs) if you don't want death penalty, you might want to (laughs) try. I think this is like kind of one of the first times that even though Gypsy knew that she wasn't allergic to sugar, she knew that she could walk. She knew that she could eat without the feeding tube. This is, I think, kind of the first time she's really sitting back going, what did my mom make up? And then you get her going back to the the jail and she makes her first phone call. Yes, and she calls Lacey. Mm-hmm. And Lacey answers the phone. I feel for Lacey because I get it. Because it's like they go from thinking everything they saw, right. and their interactions all these years with Gypsy and Dee Dee was how things were. And then it's like they see her walking. They see her fucking walking on TV. So they're like, what the fuck? And then so it's just like she feels betrayed. And it's just like, and then you also killed your mom. Right. And then, you know, just something that was just like in my brain. And I totally like, 
you know, if I was her, like, I would, this would, like, stick out to me, too, because she says, like, when she's talking to Mel, she's like, you know, when I got off the phone with her, she just sounded different. She didn't even sound like Gypsy. And it's like, yeah, she she would sound like a totally different person because it's like, you're starting to see, like, the the real her, like, actual Gypsy, not this little girl who's playing this role of this sickly child. Right, right. I don't know if Lacey's character in real life didn't go visit her or didn't talk to her or what, but it's totally understandable because Lacey, I think, was the closest person to Gypsy outside of maybe Dee Dee and Nick. And I think this has got to be hard for her because, again, she talks later in the episode about how, like, she saw signs and she just always thought it was just, like, Gypsy's fantasy world. And I think also she's dealing with the fact that, like, the only reason Gypsy went on that website was because she told her about it. Yeah. So she feels a little bit of guilt. Like, if I never told her, she would have never met him. And then, like, this Dee Dee wouldn't have died kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, obviously, she, like, tries to ask Gypsy, like, did you kill her? And then she just, like, right. redirects the whole conversation because she's, like, not even going to talk about it. Right. And I think that that was smart of Gypsy, but also, like, Lacey... I think if anyone could have gotten a straight answer out of her early on, it would have been Lacey. Like, if Lacey had gone and visited her, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure she could have got her to say, like, this is what happened. Right. I agree. She looked up to her so much. Mm -hmm. And she, I think one of the things is that, like, it was so important for Gypsy to call Lacey because she wanted to set the record straight. Because when her lawyer says to her, the world outside thinks you've done this. Yeah. They think you're a monster. Yeah. I think that was important for Gypsy to contact her. Yeah, because she was like, no, like, you need to know, but I don't know how to tell you. Yeah, and Gypsy's smart enough to know that, um, like, she can't talk about it openly. Right. Because people are listening. Mm -hmm. She has enough of a clue about them monitoring the phones in prison. Well, I think there's, like, a sign, and I think they tell them, too, like, just so that you know that all all of them are recorded. Yeah. Because otherwise, I think it's entrapment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think it's to save their own asses. Like, I've never been to prison or jail, but it's kind of, like, a basic... And then, like, she calls... The next call she makes is to her dad, but he gets, she gets the voicemail. And, like, I, this is where I see Dee Dee come out in her because it's so manipulative. It's like, hey, dad, you're going to hear some things about me, but it's not true. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I need this shit. She goes to the prison doctor. They take out the feeding tube, which is so cringy when she asked if she could keep it. Oh, I know. And then this is also where she realizes, too, like, oh, my God, maybe my mom was lying. I think I can't remember if this this happened after after I think I don't know if this happened before or after. But like this is where the doctor's like, no, I'm not going to get your shit for you. Oh, yeah. But it's before because she I don't think she would have called her dad. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of what pushed her. But yeah, she was like, you know, you're like one of the healthiest people in here. Like you don't you don't need anything like because like she's like oh i'm feeling like this this and this and the doctor's like here's some aspirin you're fine right because in gypsy's world my joints are achy i have a headache this shit's happening with me i have fucking like malaria right exactly instead of it being like no you just are probably sore because you're actually walking around a lot now and you're carrying extra weight because you're eating food orally exactly yeah But yes, after that, that's what you were alluding to. That's when she sees him. (laughs) So she's like walking. They're walking like across the yard. And so like I've seen in a lot of other like prisonist movies or stuff like that. They tell the men like go to your side. So um, they they do. (laughs) They go to the the guys go except for Nick who sees Gypsy and is like Gypsy Gypsy come here and nobody's paying attention to Gypsy she just kind of like stops and stands there and he runs over like super excited and is like hey Gypsy hey Gypsy hey 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 hi hi <laughs> and she's like yeah what and he's like I found out what happened to Bonnie and Clyde they died together we'll be together to the end just like that and she's like I don't want to die though and he's like but we can be together forever and then the guard comes over and is like, listen, motherfucker, get up and <laughs> get like, it. <laughs> and I was like, OK. And it's really interesting, like, because this is the first time I think because he's like calling out for Gypsy. And like, I think he thinks that Gypsy's going to come over and be like, hey, you can't hurt him like that and like be there. But like, she can't. Yeah. And I think this is really the first time you see in Nick, like his perspective in this, which is that 
shit's a little harder than he thought it was going to be. Because I think he thought they were going to go to prison together. Right. And it was going to be like a whole different Right. Scenario. Like, and I think he <laughs> thought that they would just be like, well, she was evil. And they'd be like, oh, here's the door. She's that lady was evil and you killed her. Good job. Like, I think that's kind of what they kind of thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Which, nope. Sorry, buddy. That's not how life works. Right. The next, like, big bullet point is she gets told that a visitor's there. Yes. And, of course, she thinks it's Lacey. And it is not Lacey. It's her dad. Yes. Which, they casted that very well. Mm-hmm. He looks a lot like the actual dad. Right. He does. And he played the part so great. Like, one of the things I love about this guy or the dad character is that the story he says is very believable. Like, the story that Gypsy's father tells is very believable. He was a young guy. He was 17 when they got married and had had Gypsy. He was very honest. He's like, your mother was older than me. She was very much in the driver's seat of this relationship. She very much told me this is how it's going to be. This is what we're going to do. Then when he, when Gypsy was taken from him and Dee Dee made sure that he was kept at an arm's length away, I think he just stopped fighting because he knew that there, there has to be some truth to this. I really thought about it. Like if you were being told that your daughter is ill. She's gonna die. You don't live near us. Seeing you is a reminder of time passing because she's not gonna recognize you. You're gonna look older. She knows she's never gonna be your age. You can't come in and out of her life like this and play with her emotions. I think he honestly thought like, okay, well, I'm doing the best I can for my daughter, which is to send her a monthly check. Right. Yeah, I I think so, too. I think he was like, well, I don't want to harm her psychologically Mm -hmm. by doing this, by only being here every so often when I can manage to visit. So I'll contribute in the way that I can. And one of the points I liked, as he said, is like, I would send a check every month, even if it meant like we went without. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he's remarried. He has a new wife. And she Mm -hmm. was and Gypsy's like, whatever. I don't fucking care. Yeah. And then he starts to, like, read the doctor's reports, which are, like, mother says this. Mother says daughter was treated for leukemia when she was three. And he's like, that's not true. I was there. You were never treated for leukemia. Mother says this. Mother says that. Mother says daughter has six seizures a week type thing. And he's like, none of this was true. Mm -hmm. And Gypsy's like, how do you know you weren't there type thing? And then the emotional part where he pulls out the photos. Oh, God. Yeah. Especially that one where it was like when she was a little bit older, it was like she was like seven or eight and was at the Special Olympics and she had no idea who he was, but obviously he knew who she was. Right. And I think this was like true in real life. Like this happened too. It was just like he just let her kind of like think he was whoever so he could be around her, Mm -hmm. which is sad. Right. Sidebar on this, just spooksters. Like, I've watched interviews with him and his wife, and he would say, like, you know, we would go to see her even when she was older, but we were never allowed to be alone with her. Dee Dee had to always be there, and it was causing issues, I think, in his life with his wife. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that, like, it was such a hassle. And I think also, not just that it was such a hassle, but also that he felt like he couldn't provide for Gypsy because, like, if something were to happen, he wouldn't know how to help her. And I think at, at some point, like, there comes a moment where you're like, there's nothing more I can, th- I can do for this child than to write a check because I can't love her the way I need to love her as a father because her mother won't let me. So what do I do? I just back off and write a check. Yeah. Like, ugh, just it breaks my heart. It really does. Like, it's so sad because it's crazy because, too, like, in the episode when he shows her that picture, he was like, yeah, I was there. She's like, you weren't there. And he shows her and he's Mm -hmm. like, she's like, oh my God, I remember that flag. Like she didn't remember him, but she remembered the flag. And he's like, yeah, I handed that to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I gave it to you and it, you kept, he's like, you kept it for weeks and then it broke. And then I meant to get you a new one, but then I forgot. And I think it kind of showed where he was at. Cause like, you think about it, if she was born when he was around 17, when he's like, eight what is that like 25 yeah he was still a. I mean not to say because like you had a kid at the age of 20 like not at the age of 25 but you had a possession of a child at (laughs) at 25 but like Mm -hmm. you know i think when you're not around them you don't realize like okay time passes and i think he was kind of Mm -hmm. like cool like i got my daughter this flag and it broke and i feel bad but i think also like 
I have a feeling that he was like, I'm going to get one and bring him to her. And Dee Dee probably was like, yeah, it's probably not a good time. Like something just happened. And if you think back to a previous episode, when it was Gypsy's birthday, her 18th birthday, and he calls, Dee Dee's like, I don't think it's good for you to talk to her. Like, I think she's going to be upset. I think it's going to make her feel you know, that it's going to remember that time is passing, but he can't talk to her because if he were to say to her, like, happy 23rd birthday, she'd be like, why does my dad think it's my 23rd birthday? Why does he not think it's my 18th birthday? Exactly. So they have their reunion. And then Gypsy takes what she does have back to her lawyer. And her lawyer's like, yes, thank fucking God, we got something. (laughs) So this is what she turns in and this is actually with all of this right. is what proves that she was you know under the abuse and everything so her situation is obviously totally different than nick so that's when the state agrees to split their cases to have them tried separately which in gypsy's case made it way better for her right. versus a lot him because fucking less yeah yeah because we know he got life and she got 10 years so which i don't think she'll serve 10 years i don't think so either and of course he's you know Still stuck on that, but I did it for Gypsy. I did it for her and <laughs> all that shit. And it's just like, and that's what he thinks. Like, that's, you know, in his mind, that is why. He you did, know. though. And like we talked about last in the last episode, like, I don't know if Nick would ever have committed this big of a crime if it wasn't for Gypsy because they were toxic for one another. Yeah. They were like the blind leading the blind into a pit mm. of like glass and fuckery. Like, yeah, it was not good altogether. Like, just all fucking terrible. All right. I think Callum, I think his name is Callum Worthy, What? whatever his name is. Sorry. Sorry, guy. Like, he did a fantastic job of playing him. Mm. And it was so sad, like, when they announced that they're splitting the cases, like, how you can just see that he's like, wait, what? Like, we're supposed to, Bo- like, Bonnie and Clyde were in this together. Because I think that's probably what was, like, pushing him to do it was that, it's going to be them no matter what. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, it, the other, like, the comparisons, too, it was, like, when she got told she had to plead guilty to avoid life in prison versus when he got told he had to, you know, plead guilty. Like, she was, like, devastated. She was like, oh, my God, but I'm mm-hmm. not guilty, but I'm not guilty, you know? Like, all that crap. And he's just like, well, I did do it. So that kind of thing. And it's just like her like big hang up is like but nick did it like she like it doesn't click that it's like you know but yeah but you asked him to do it or you told him to do it or you know this year of planning (laughs) right like and that's like again that's something that has changed my perception yeah of this because i was not aware that it would they planned it for a year i thought this was something like like how the show portrays it yeah I didn't think it was quite as fast. I thought it was maybe just a couple of months, mm-hmm. but a whole year, like. Which, I mean, you know, it also, of course, because, like, how people write things, too, but, like, they plan the murder for a year, but it's like they could have been planning the escape for a year. I definitely want to read more into that to kind of see which route. Right. Because it could be that they had other alternatives. It could be that, you know, they were just going to run away. And because I started like thinking about that after you said that, like, what if they she's like, I want to get away. I want to run away. And they thought of all these like escape plans. But for the longest time, it came down to what happens when we're gone. Because like in the in the show, it shows that like she ran away once. But in real life, she ran away, I think, like three times. And Dee Dee always found her. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was very good at running away. <laughs> but um, after this, she gets another visitor. Mm, my favorite visitor. Yes, I figured you can talk about that. So Mel comes to, because she calls Lacey again. I love the way they shot this sequence because, like, it's Mel and Lacey and they're sitting there and they're watching, the, like, the trial and her walk around. And then, you know, this is where she's saying, like, I should have known... I introduced her to the website, blah, blah, blah. And then the phone rings and Mel's like, wow, it's like she heard us. <laughs> then it cuts to another little sequence and Mel's like, I think you should go see her and hear her side of the story. You know, Lacey's just like, I just can't. So Mel's like, I'm going to go because I'm sure like I'm sure Gypsy put Mel's name on that list. Mm-hmm. And so I think <laughs> Mel comes to visit And it's a shock to Gypsy, but she's also very happy because this is someone who I think Gypsy saw the relationship, like, because Gypsy or Dee Dee and Mel, they were friends, but at the beginning, they were not friends. 
because she thought that Dee Dee was full of shit. So she's I'm relieved. And the, the scary thing is how she goes, you know, I always wished that you were my mom. Right. And I guess now you could be. Yeah. <laughs> Mel shuts that down. <laughs> right. But she didn't at first because I think if she was like, no, I'm not going to be your mom. Like, I think Gypsy would have been like, OK, bye. But yeah. um, she starts talking and Mel's like, why did you do this? Right. And Gypsy does her deflection. But she kind of opens up to Mel about like, you know, my mom was abusive. And Mel asks her, mm-hmm. like, how long have you known? And she's like, about what? About, like, that I could walk? And she's like, all of it. And Gypsy kind of gives, like, well, I kind of always knew. And then Mel gives her this, like, I don't even know how to describe the the little monologue that Mel gives her. They betra- uh, betrayed Jesus drink. They betrayed everybody in their community. They betrayed everybody that's ever donated, ever put any work into them. Well, not they, but, you know, Dee Dee did so i feel like this whole thing it was just like mel kind of represented that Mm -hmm. i think her being like i can't be your new mom you're an adult you did this you gotta figure it out isn't being like fuck you nobody i don't care about you kind of thing it's more like Mm -hmm. it's time to be in the real world and deal with these real world consequences so it's that tough love that she always gave everybody and one of the lines I liked that she said to her is, you're on your own now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so pointed because she's saying, like, look, you had a lifeline, but you killed her. And in the course of her thing, she's like, you could have just gotten up. You could have walked away. You could have told someone. Right. And now this is this is the path that you went down. Because, like, honestly, like, if you think about it, like, if Gypsy had stood up in front of Mel and, like, walked across a room, Mel would have been like, I fucking knew it. Like, I knew there was something wrong. And mm-hmm. Mel would have been the perfect person for Gypsy to co- have come while Dee Dee was still alive and been like, help me. <laughs> right. But Mel t- tells Gypsy, like, you fucking crossed a line by saying, like, you're on your own now. Like, yeah. you had other options. You chose not to take them. You're on your own. Yeah. And I think that all of those things did cross Gypsy's mind. Like, when she says, like, I never thought about standing up and walking, I think she did. I just think that she thought the worst case consequence was that Dee Dee was going to hurt her. Right. Not only that, but it's like that Dee Dee would have some excuse for it and that that whoever saw or whatever would believe Dee Dee and not her. So then she'd be fucked anyway. Right. But there's so many things that Gypsy could have done. Like when you look Mm -hmm. back through the whole series. Oh, yeah. Like there's that moment in the doctor's office when the doctor's like drink this Coke. Yep. There's the moment like at the party when Gypsy is trying to eat the cupcake and her mom runs over and stabs her in the leg with the EpiPen. Like Gypsy could have jumped up at that moment and like ran across the room. Mm -hmm. Like to be like, why did you do that? Like, I want a fucking cupcake. There's so many moments in Gypsy's life where she could be like. You know, like when she's talking to Lacey out on the porch yeah. about the boy and Lacey's like, how's that all going to happen? Like she could have been like, listen, I can actually walk like I'm a normal kid. Well, right. And it's like not even and not even in person because she had that secret Facebook and they talked and in real life. They talked all the time like mm-hmm. she could have talked to her about this on there. Right. She could have told her like, you know what? Like I can walk. She could have texted Lacey at night and been like, meet me outside and just walked outside. While Dee Dee was asleep. Mm -hmm. There's so many things like that could have happened. There's so many things she could have done, but it's just like, I'm not playing like Gypsy's defense or anything completely or anything, but it's like, it's just, it obviously shows like she was just so scared of her mom thinking she had so much power that she didn't take any opportunity or thought they wouldn't work. It's crazy. Right. You think about it, like the way that they portray it, like she goes to Scott's house and Dee Dee just finds him out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So if this is the way the gypsy saw that, yeah, she's like, my mom will always find me. And I need to. Exactly. The only way to get rid of her, the only way to, for her never to find me is for her not to be alive. I truly feel like that she thought that was her only way to fully get away from her. I really think that. I mean, it's kind of true because, like, I don't yeah. think Dee Dee would have ever let her go. No, even if she even if she ran away to Big Bend. Right. Dee Dee would have found a way to find her. Well, I think Dee Dee would have found a way to find her, but I think also, like, Dee Dee would have, like, like, if Dee Dee had been alive, she probably would have called kidnapping charges, even if Gypsy was like, nope, mm-hmm. I went on my own free will, like, he's not holding me here. It's crazy. It is. It's, like, the one thing that I, like, has struck me today as I was watching this is they really make Dee Dee out to be the villain in all of this. Mm-hmm. And she kind of was. 
But at the end of the day, she didn't deserve to die. No, she definitely deserved to go to jail. Oh, hell yeah. But no, I don't agree with people being like with with this. I don't like she should have went to jail. I don't think she should have been murdered, though. I agree. Moving on from the sadness. Right. That's still sad. Shall we uh, discuss them showing us the finally the details of the murder? Yes. So essentially, like at this point in the in the episode, because as I'm like watching this, I was like, how are we still got time left on this show? Mm-hmm. And it's because essentially they walk you back through the whole night. So then it kind of flashes back. And I don't remember if it's at the beginning of the episode. I think it might have been at the beginning of the episode or right here. It flashes back to gypsies laying under the Spanish moss with Dee Dee. This is a very heartbreaking moment because you realize at this moment they're homeless. Mm-hmm. They're not laying outside because they're camping because like throughout the whole thing you're thinking like this is probably a very sweet interaction that they're laying out on their porch or they're laying in their backyard but you see this like motel in the background which means they couldn't even afford to stay in the motel and gypsy's like i want to go home and Didi's like you're fine because gypsy's afraid of the ghost so it really shows that like in this moment this is a very sweet endearing moment on Didi's part mm-hmm. because Didi realizes that she's doesn't have a home for her daughter and that her daughter is scared and that she can't let her daughter be scared for the sake of her daughter. So she says like, no, there's no ghosts. Those are stars. You're my angel. I'll protect you. You protect me. That's so endearing. And I don't remember where that comes in this episode. I don't know who says it. I can't remember if like Mel acts. I think Mel says something. And that's like when it like flashes back. Oh, Mel says the only way around it is through it, which is what Dee Dee said to Mel in one of the previous episodes. There's no way out only through. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it goes back and then it kind of flashes forward or back at this point to the night that Dee Dee's murdered and her and Gypsy are going to bed. And I will say this, like the show made Dee Dee look really sick and Dee Dee's family, not Gypsy's family. Dee Dee's family has come out and said she wasn't as sick. Yeah, they said she wasn't at all. Mm -mm. Like she had diabetes, but I think she was managing it. Yeah, like she wasn't as bad off as the show makes it. I feel like the show obviously did it to like, like I think we've talked about before, that sympathetic factor mm-hmm. and i know i think we've said this too but it's like you know we really don't know how this last night went prior to the murder mm-hmm. so they may have romanticized their time together which i think gypsy was always going to but i think in mm-hmm. in her mind like actually i would have thought she would have been like it was horrible like she like yelled at me she hit me something like that because at this point you're watching her laying lovingly next to her mother in bed you know her mom asked her like do you remember that night And they have their, like, interaction that I joked about in the first episode as being creepy. And they have that. And then they go to bed. And then Gypsy gets up and starts packing. And then she packs up. And then Nick texts that he's there. And there's there's something real quick I have to mention that I didn't catch when I watched it. But I was reading an article, like, about it. Dee Dee's hard to understand because she's, you know, so sick or whatever. But apparently she whispers, don't hurt me, sweetie. Mm, I don't remember that. (laughs) As if, like... She knew Gypsy was going to do something. Mm. I don't know. Apparently, it's like very faint. If you guys heard it, let us know. If Maybe. Whoever wrote that is full of shit, right? let us know too. But yeah, I was just like, that's creepy. <laughs> but yes, packing, getting ready. She texts fucking Nick. Nick's like, I'm here. She takes the gloves and the knife and she opens the door. Nick puts the gloves on. And she pops a Xanax <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, she's popping. I think it's Xanax. Mm-hmm. Or Ativan. I think it's Ativan. She's popping Ativan and like, which is an anxiety drug. And then he comes inside and the way he enters their house, like, again, Callum, like, fucking on point. Like, he walks in and just walks into the house like, I'm here. I'm here in their house. I'm in the middle of my my girlfriend's living room for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And she walks up and she hands him the knife. And I think like he tries to kiss her or something. And she's like, no, stop it. And then, oh, God, he she points him to the direction of the, the bedroom. He walks down the hallway. She gets to the bathroom door. She looks at him. And I think he creepily waves at her like, hi, hi, sweetie. And then he goes into the room and she goes into the bathroom. And he she's in there for a little bit. 
And then Dee Dee wakes up and she's like, who's there? And he just attacks her. And this is where like you've been seeing over the last few episodes where Gypsy's like having these like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, like meltdowns because she's hearing the screaming and looking at the picture on the wall in the bathroom. And she's just like, oh, my God. And she's like in this panic. And I think they thought it was going to be like he was going to walk in and stab her and she was going to be dead. Yeah. Like the movies. (laughs) Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Which I guess if he had done if he had stabbed her in certain areas. Yes. But he just like brutally attacks her. Right. And then it's quiet. And mind you, this whole time, she's calling out for Gypsy, which is really sad. Yeah. But I mean, like, who knows if that's really how it happened. But even still, it's still like, oh, it's still hard to watch. Like, oh, it's rough. It's rough. And so then. Oh, God. After. Cringe, cringe, cringe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This gets cringier. This is when he comes back in and fucking starts trying to make out with her. Right. Oh, that's right. This is the point. And she's like, what are you doing? And she takes the knife. And she's cleaning it and she's like washing it off. And like she like he sits down and this kind of shows like how numb he really is to the whole situation. Right. Because she takes baby wipes and starts washing his face with them. And he's just sitting there zoned out like he's like, whatever. Yeah. He's just like in a stupor. Basically, he's just like there. Right. So then she kind of cleans him up and they go into her room so she can finish packing and she's, like, pulling things out of the closet. Oh, I got something creepy, though, when they were walking to the to the bedroom. Uh-huh. Because they had to walk by Dee Dee's room. And she's, uh-huh. like, scared to look. But he's like, oh, don't worry. I covered her up so you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> like right. a fucking sheet or, like, it's cleaning up, like, you know, trash or something. No, I think he legit covered her with, like, a lot of blankets because I think that's why at first they didn't think she was home. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. No, 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 but I'm just saying, like, how it was so, like, nonchalant of him. It was just like, oh, I took care of it so you don't have to worry about it. Not like, I killed your mom. It was just, ugh. I cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he, they go into her room and they're cleaning up, or not cleaning, they're finished packing, and he just pulls her suitcase off the bed and clears away some stuffed animals. And grabs Gypsy by the arm and essentially, like, essentially throws her on the bed. Oh, God, I said mm-hmm. essentially, like, four times. <laughs> drink, drink, drink. I know. <laughs> Again, we have to give props to to Joey King because mm-hmm. this whole scene, she's, like, scared and shaking and, like, anxious and everything. But it was weird because it was, like, she snapped. She went from, like, scared to, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, kissed mm-hmm. him. And then that's when he was, like, okay, let's bone and fucking did all of that. Right. And I think it's because you really think about Gypsy, like how she probably a lot of times had to do that switch really quick. Yeah. Like she had to go from being like her normal self and then someone came into their house or walked by or called or Mm -hmm. they were in public and she had to be like, hi, how are you? Like, you know, like that. And so I think it's it's good because I think it's a way that she kind of like was able to control her situation around her, which is to like force this happy persona. But, like, the creepy thing is now he's, like, taking her and throwing her on the bed. And, like, her mom is dead in the other room. Which is, like, the other side of the wall, basically. Ugh. Right. I think the bathroom is in between them type thing. Yeah. And then he proceeds to start to have sex with her and then realizes he's flaccid. So he has to, like, manually stimulate that (laughs) to get going. And mind you, she's just sitting there. Like, she's just like, okay. And then they have, like, I guess what you would call sex. Yeah, she's, like, staring at, like, a stuffed animal, and then he's just, like, doing something. He's, like, fully <laughs> laying on top of her, just, like, moving yeah. against her. Yeah. And you can tell she's uncomfortable and that it's not pleasurable. Ugh, yeah, it was hard to watch. And then she, and then he stops, and then she's just like, did you? And he's like, basically. And that was that. And then he stands up, pulls up his pants, looks at her and goes, welcome to the rest of your life. And then walks out of the room. Oh, God. And I was like, I didn't catch that the first time around. So when I was watching it earlier, I was like, what the fuck? Did that just, did he just say welcome to the rest of your life? Oh, he did. He just said welcome to the rest of your life. Yep. And then he goes into the bathroom and he, you just see him like, like it looks like he's masturbating. And then all of a sudden you realize that he's like cleaning something because of this soapy, bloody thing pops onto his face. Yeah. And he's cleaning his shirt and his clothes. And Gypsy's, like, putting on her makeup and, like, she's really turning into the person she's wanting to become at this point. And um, 
you know, she picks out her favorite wig and she's getting ready and, you know, his clothes are drying and it's just like Dee Dee's just chilling in the other room. Yeah, they're just acting like, whatever, we're just going to go now. Mm-hmm. And she calls the cab and acts totally fine. Because we've already seen that. Because we've mm-hmm. already seen, like, the after part at this point. Right. Well, I think the last the last few minutes of this kind of little section was particularly difficult to watch. Because she's flashing back and forth between that, like, snapping thing where she's, like, perfectly okay. Yeah. And then completely devastated. Because I think at this point, Gypsy knows what's really happened. Yeah. She's killed her mother. Yeah. This isn't theoretical. This isn't right. conceptual. Mm-hmm. This is... Like, rubber hit the road, your boyfriend just came in and stabbed the fuck out of your mom. And so then, like, you know, she's picked out her favorite clothes and all her all that stuff. She's picked all the stuff out for her and Victor, like, for Ruby and Victor. And, you know, and then there's the moment where she realizes that they're going to leave her mom in this house. And she's going to, like, she knows what happens to a body because she takes that AC and cranks it up, yeah. like, to where it's, like, 50 degrees in there. I think it's, like, the lowest it would go. Yeah. Which I'm really curious what the lowest my AC would go. <laughs> I'm always cold, so no. I mean, I don't I don't want it to be that cold. I just want to know how low it would go. <sighs> right. So I think, you know, she's thinking like, okay, I don't want it to smell. I don't want my mom's body to like puff up and be gross. Yeah. And then it's like she does that and the cab's there and he's leaving and he turns around and says to her, are you coming? And she says yes, but she's just like staring down the hallway. It's like she's kind of taking everything in because she knows it's the last time she'll be there. I would have like I'm projecting like this is my own little fan fiction right here. I think this is the moment where she's deciding whether she's really leaving or not. True. Because it would have been really easy for her to be like, I changed my mind. Oh, yeah. This like. This could have turned into a whole another thing. She could have, <laughs> we can rabbit hole for a second. She could have been like, no, you go and I'll come. And then she could have fucking like beat herself to shit like in those fucking movies and shit. And then called the cops and been like, I met this guy online. And then he came and he attacked mm-hmm. me and he killed my mom and blah, 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 blah. And then he left. And you know what I mean? Like she could have, this could have went a different way kind of thing. All she would have had to text him is when he said, I'm here. Like, she could have texted him at that point and been like, sorry, was asleep, didn't know you were here, hope you're not mad, shit like that, and played off like she had never, she never saw him. Or even that, too. Yeah, yeah, that's another possibility, too. Like, she slept through it and he just left or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 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 there's all kinds of other things she could have fucking done, like. Right, and she could have put it right then. She could have put something like, I didn't see your text. Are you mad? oh my god the front door is open and then been like oh my god because again Dee Dee was supposedly medicated what if she had slept through it like we don't actually know like i mean gypsy said like she was calling my name but we don't know like it could have been that you know gypsy was so medicated she was popping all those xanax or ativan that could have made her too tired and she could have been heavily medicated and slept through it. Like, there's a lot of directions this shit could have gone. Right. I mean, obviously, they would have eventually figured it out, like, checking the text messages and all of that. But, yeah, yeah, it would have taken them a lot longer. Well, right. But then she could have said, like, I wasn't serious. Like, why did you do this? Like, she could have she could have found a way out of it. Because she could have said, like, when we were talking in, like, the video chat, like, we always said that it wasn't serious. Right. Yeah, because that's not recorded. Right. Like, it's just a role play that we're playing. Right. So, yeah, there's that. And then it just kind of, I'll just go ahead and say it. It just, the ending was just really lackluster for me. It was just kind of like, kind of a letdown, honestly. It was really disappointing. Mm-hmm. She goes and sits in her cell and puts her head on her mother's shoulders. Yes. Which, like, okay, fine. It's like they're trying to, and you know, it's like if you're paying attention to like cinematography, whatever the fuck the word is, drink, because it's probably not the right word. If it is, cool. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you know, they've kept her isolated besides like the line thing during the Bonnie and Clyde scene. You know, they've kept her like pretty isolated. Mm -hmm. During the phone call, they fuzzed out the background, like all the other inmates. When she's visiting her dad, there's nobody else in there. And then when there's like that scene where she's like really small against the wall, it's just her. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, so I get that. I get that. But it's like this whole like the whole ending. I was just like, no. Yeah, it was like the last episode they phoned in. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
in all honesty, they should have split. It should have been at least nine episodes. They should have done this whole like actual murder thing. They, I think they could have done a lot better. And I mean, I can say this like objectively or not even objectively. Like I, I thought like the first seven episodes was fucking fantastic. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think what happened is that they got to the, they were like, this is going to be an eight part series. And then they're like, fuck, we have too much to tell. So we're just going to cram it all in when they should have just been like, let's do nine or even 10 and kind of like, but then again, I don't know if they're going to do like a season two and do like the trial and mm-hmm. like an update or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, th- there's potential there because like she had her trial and then she had to go to Nick's trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like all her updates now were like she's engaged, and now she has this relationship with her dad and her stepmom, and mm-hmm. like there's so much that's happened between now and then. So yeah, there's potential for more, but I don't, I don't feel like there will be a season two. To be honest with you, I'm sad. I'm sad about that too. I don't think there will be. But yeah, I agree. I feel like they kind of just rushed it because then it was just like that scene with them in the cell, and then it was just like she got her ten years, he got his life. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> like that was it. So that was kind of disappointing. Pretty much. But overall, I thought it was a really good series. I think it was a great series. It's just that I think the ending spoiled it for me because I'm still like, I feel let down. Like gypped kind of. I do. I feel let down. Yeah. I feel like that they could have told a much better story at the end. I think that they could have even taken it one step further and really gone into depths about like the community around her, like what happened to her house. Like I think they should have done a lot more with her dad because there's a huge story there. Yeah. I feel like they were so detailed up until this last episode. That's why Mm -hmm. I think you and I both feel that way and probably other people too. Like, I mean, if, if anyone is like not the same camp as us, like, let us know why you liked it or why you think they, yeah, like why it was a good way to wrap it up. So before we like end this, I want to talk about her dad real quick. Do you think it's a genuine relationship or this is an opportunist moment? Because they've come out super in the media. I want to say because I hope it's a genuine thing. Because if you think about it, they're the only people she has. They're the only ones she has for any kind of advocate. That's it. She doesn't have anybody else. Like, you know what I mean? So, you know, and it was the thing, too. Like, they Mm -hmm. took the time, especially her stepmom, because in that Dr. Oz interview, she said, like, at first, Gypsy hated her. Hated her. And, you know, she said, you know, that's fine. Like, I get it. That's fine. Like, that's justified. But I'm still going to be here and I'm still going to love you. If you want to ever talk to me, want to, you know, whatever, build a relationship, I'm here for you. So I would hope that it is genuine. Mm-hmm. There's a huge chance it's not. And they just, you know, they're getting their 15 minutes of it. But for her sake, I really hope because in that interview, too, they also had mentioned, you know, when she gets out, their plans are to help her to reintegrate into the real world with her fiance and everything. And, you know, like we talked about, like, she has no real life skills. She Like, she has no clue. She doesn't know how to do anything, you know, and there's a potential she'll be in her 30s. So, like, I really hope for Gypsy's sake that it's genuine and that they are going to be there for her and that they will help her because, like, starting your life when you know nothing in your 30s. Oh, my God. That's so fucking scary. I Okay. Like, I don't think Gypsy's going to serve her full 10 years. I think she's probably going to get out within the next year or so. Mm-hmm. She's gotten all this help from Dr. Phil. Like, Dr. Phil is, like, overseeing her psychological help and making sure she's getting the help she needs. I think that there are plenty. Like, there's a whole Facebook page that says, like, free Gypsy. I know that I signed the petition. <laughs> the petition. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, something popped in. And I was like, sure, I'll sign. Whatever. I Let her go free. I honestly think that, like, a Gypsy, I don't think she's ever going to kill anyone again. I think this didn't go the way she thought it was going to go. Yeah. I think... She's in the institution. She's in cosmetology school. She's getting her GED, I think. Like, she's learning how to do the things that that Dee Dee should have had her do as a kid. I think, honestly, this is one of those times that incarceration is really, like, rehabilitation. Because I don't think she's going to come out and kill again. If she does, like, oh, God. Joey King, you got another project. (laughs) Fuck, for real. It amazes me that, like, 
a girl like this has got I mean, obviously, this story is insane. I bet there are people out there. There are writers out there in Hollywood right now going, why the fuck didn't we write this story? This story is so much better than some of the shit that's out there. But it's insane. Like, right. Young girl kills her mom. You know, young 20 something year old kills her mom because her mom is a crazy person who holds her hostage. And you have to think about it like she also suffers from like Stockholm syndrome because it's not just like it's not like she was just scared of her mom. Like she genuinely loved her mom. Yeah. And I think this is one of those things that it can be two things. It can be like she loved her mom but wanted to murder her. Yeah. It's complicated. And I feel like a lot of people agree that it's just it's very hard to feel one way or the other. Mm hmm. Very conflicted. Hell yeah. It's super. Right. I think it's it's too complex to think it's just one thing. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, like, she knows murder was wrong, but mm-hmm. I think she had a lot of things to justify it. Like, and like you pointed out earlier, she was super into Disney and those bitches never got in trouble for killing their moms. No, they just moved on with their Prince Charming. Right. Like, that's literally what happened. Think about it. Like, Snow White, a boulder got pushed on that bitch. Yeah. Granted, she didn't do it, but <laughs> yeah, tangled, tangled. Did she die in tangled, or she just? I don't get know old? if she died, but she got the fuck away from her. Like I was really thinking about that the other day. I was like, did she die, or did she? Well, I mean, eventually, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what other stories. Does Maleficent die in the Sleeping Beauty? I don't know. I didn't really like that movie. I'll be real with you. <laughs> so that's gonna conclude us here on our first legit bonus series on our show yay Woohoo! we have two other ones mm-hmm. that we have planned they will come out when they come out and i think we also have like individual things planned mm-hmm. we are like we said we hung out and we got all kinds of planned out yes bonus series bonus episodes Stuff that's not going to be on the show, but that's going to be on socials and other stuff related to the show that you guys will see. Mm -hmm. All kinds of cool stuff coming up for you guys. So, yeah, with that, we will go ahead and sign off. We hope you have a fantastic rest of your Thursday. Have a great weekend. And we will catch you on Monday for our regular episode. Bye, guys. Bye.